0: Hello, and welcome to the Emo Social Club Podcast. Broadcasting to you live from EmoSocialClub.TV every Thursday night at 7.30 p.m. We are here to talk about some news, talk about mostly music news tonight. So hopefully that's something you're into. But first, to introduce ourselves, I am Brian.
1: And I am Lizzie. Uh,
0: We are the podcast about music news, uh, some politics mostly music news though (laughs) i was saying that last week and i'm like it's mostly it's mostly music news to be fair Uh, i mean the
1: politics gets thrown in there because inherently everything is whether you like it or not
0: yeah it it just is and we're helping you become aware of that and become more socially active uh with our podcast uh today on the podcast we are talking about spotify's ceo daniel eck and his economic model uh we are talking about e-news is no more. And, uh, as it turns out, uh, YouTuber PewDiePie has ears and listens to music. And as always new music recommendations, mostly from Lizzie, because I don't listen to new music. Uh, (laughs) but before we get into the episode, Lizzie, what's going on with you?
1: Nothing much. Uh, if you have not yet subscribed to my newsletter yet, that's kind of big, big energy of you. Um, <laughs> big, it's fake energy. Big, big energy. It's called Burnt CDs. It's a B-U-R-N-T-C-D-S period, substack.com. It's basically um, what newsletters are, are basically... Writers talking about their own personal lives and how it relates at least in the music world to music, or whatever the fuck you really wanted to. Uh, So I did that and I was alerted by Brian that somebody actually left us a tip. And a very nice note um, for the podcast, because I don't want to make any, I don't probably wouldn't make any money from this newsletter whatsoever. (laughs) But uh, if you're nice enough and you would like to tip us, you can definitely do that. And there's a link at the bottom of every newsletter for you to do that, to keep the neon (laughs) lights on here. The
0: neon lights. The
1: neon lights. And it actually came from this person. Their name is emo bitch, but there's no I, just an X, which I do when I am on my personal Twitter because, um, too many people I work with and go to school who are like professors and shit, follow me. So I put instead of a C for fuck or fucking, I put X instead to censor myself (laughs) as I like to say, but this person tipped, uh, $6.90, like sick. And they well, just super nice the super nice note which I didn't expect from anybody and it says your latest newsletter helped me unpack the solace I found and what I thought of as my middle school music when my grandmother passed before I started college and the depression that followed me through graduation thank you so much for being open which is super nice and I wasn't expecting anything like that back so that's <laughs> really cool you can check out my latest newsletter that talks about that and um it's a lot of deep shit that i don't want to get to on the per- on the pod uh <laughs> but you can check it out on my newsletter if you want to you can subscribe um i try to put out like one one writing a week um because i am very anal with my writing mm-hmm. um especially now with punctuation since i just got my punctuation test back from my class assignment and i got a 46 percent. so um gotta God, work on that
0: oxford commas
1: That's not what AP Sal says. I don't care. AP Sal says no.
0: I don't care.
1: care. But that's all I've got going right now. And obviously, make sure you uh, hang out on Twitter at X Emo Social Club X because I am mainly on there. And I would like to talk to people who don't start discourse. Thank you.
0: (laughs) Uh, I put out a YouTube video. um, Working on. Some content for for us for the EMO Social Club YouTube channel, uh, but I wanted to do a little bit of a test, so I made a uh, cocktail recipe video. It's pretty short. It's uh, it's delicious mai tai beverage. Uh, trying to be tropical in these tropical times
1: when we're <laughs> all stuck times. inside,
0: dude. I'm like I'm like oh we're all black and like a long sleeve shirt and pant- and jeans in the house at all times, and just be like oh but I have a little tropical drink. Uh, is
1: that, is that the tropical drink you're going to make when you wear your jeans to the beach?
0: Yeah. A hundred percent. Uh, <laughs> cause it's what I do. It's exactly what I do. That's exactly how I am. Uh, that is on my personal YouTube channel. Um, you can find it if you go to my, I'm going to say Instagram because I don't have like on YouTube, you have to have a hundred subscribers to get a link to it. Uh, Ooh. and I, so I don't have that. Obviously, because nobody knows I have a YouTube, personal YouTube account. Um, but you can find it through my Instagram. I'm just at SpookyPants1, and you can go to there to find uh, find my links to everything. Um, yeah. You can also subscribe to the Emo Social Club podcast on uh, emosocial.club slash YouTube. That we can do because I made our own link for it. Uh, you can find that even in the li- or, uh, in the links down below of the podcast or the YouTube video of this episode of the podcast. Uh, So make sure you subscribe because we are very close to being at hundred subscribers and we can just get youtube.com slash emo social club. So that'd be fucking cool. Uh, If you could, if you could go to subscribe to us on YouTube, that'd be a huge benefit for us. Uh, As far as Twitch streams, I'm continuing to play during the day. Uh, We are right now, as far as like our streams, it's pretty much just our Thursday night podcast. Uh, and our, our Friday DJ streams at 5 30 PM. Uh, the podcast, as I mentioned at the top of the episode, 7 30 PM on Thursday, that's all Chicago time. Uh, the DJ streams have been really good. Uh, a lot of our friends are coming through and then we also are getting raided by our friend, uh, Gemma who's bringing all of her, uh, I think we call it the English invasion last week.
1: Yeah. The uh, English invasion. Yeah. So if you want to talk to British people, yeah come on over or if you're british
0: and you want to check out a couple streams check out it's gemma edwards and then check out us
1: and then Uh, we'll probably play creeper because that was the most um request thing and i am all for it as a uh ride or die creeper fan for the last handful of years yeah
0: i think i'm hearing more new music from just the dj stream than anywhere else like people just come in and they request anything and i'm like fine fuck it like let's play it like, we're all in it for the same reason. It's like, we want to hear the bops. We want to hear the jams. We want to get the vibes. but We also want to, like, maybe introduce some new vibes. Uh, I will say this. New Marilyn Manson. Pretty good. Creeper. Right? Pretty good. New Corey Taylor. Maybe not the greatest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> maybe not that An good interesting at all.
1: music video, though.
0: Interesting. It had a lot of uh, cameos. A lot of people. Uh, maybe actually from Cameo. Who knows? Yeah, who um, knows? It could have been just cameos, like, from that but um yeah wow what a song from the Slipknot lead singer who already has two bands that basically sound the same and then is like I need a solo project and guess what uh Corey Taylor you didn't you didn't need that <laughs> so anyway uh if you come to the streams that's the kind of content you can expect it's a lot of fun uh we are always on at emo Fridays at 5:30 p.m Thursdays at 7.30. If you want to hear the live recording of this podcast, uh, subscribe to us on YouTube. All right. Let's uh, talk about the news. I've seen a lot of different opinions about the Spotify CEO, Daniel Ek, uh, talking about the... That's not how I want to intro it. (laughs) Never has no slogan. Sorry, Lizzie. Oh,
1: well, that's fine.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I've seen a lot of people debating a new, uh, take from Daniel Eck, the Spotify CEO. And I kind of wanted to bring it up and see if maybe you and I will have a bit of a debate about this topic. I don't know. I think we're, we're generally going to be on the same page here, or at least we'll have a, an interesting chat about it. Um, but what the CEO of Spotify said, uh, Basically, is it, it boils down to, and I'll I'll, I'll give us some more specifics around the argument, but it boils down to the idea that artists should be releasing more records uh, than they are right now. Uh, he says in, in in a in a great summary of this, his whole uh, uh, summary, his whole thing of this is like artists cannot survive releasing a record every three or four years, which is generally how it's been operating with a lot of main. Uh, uh, mainstream artists. I think a lot of smaller artists are releasing more often than that, but his argument is that there is, there's, it's just not a realistic model for an artist to release a new record every three years. Uh, He went on to explain like about um, just like staying, you know, there's millions of artists on Spotify. There's millions and millions of, of songs for people to listen to. And how realistic is it for an artist to release one record every three years and stay on top of that? I think this argument is a little bit of a pushback against the idea that Spotify should be paying artists more, which is an interesting take on that. It's like, Hey, I know we're in the middle of a pandemic, but I think we should like still pay artists. Not a lot. I know they can't like go out and do a a show right now and make where most of their money is, but like, I don't want to pay them more from our, our, our platform. Uh, and I've seen a lot of people arguing the other side of this is, uh, that artists right, like are making a lot of money right now, but also the fact that you're asking artists to put more content on your, a platform that you own. You are a tech CEO asking more people to put more things on your platform, which is a little bit skeezy, a little little slimy. Like, hey, you know all of you musicians out there, you know what you should be doing? You should be putting more content on my platform so that I make more money because you're doing more work. And I can understand that take. Uh, So that is a a brief summary of it. Uh, Lizzie, how how do you feel about it? How does it make you feel to hear that?
1: Well, Eck originally made these statements during the big tech, basically, conference in his way. So it basically encompassed, like, Microsoft and Facebook and Mm -hmm. Twitter and all these big tech giants. And it was a huge thing because it was looking at could they scale things back. So basically they don't have a monopoly on literally everything we fucking do. <laughs> mm-hmm. And basically they were looking at it and seeing how much everybody owns or how much everybody controls. Like we all know that Instagram is a subsidy of like Facebook, for example. Mm-hmm. So we, they were looking at how that affects, you know, social media and how it affects also like Amazon. Cause Bezos was also one of the people on there. It was like, yeah, Hey, Bezos has a huge monopoly. He's like, no, we don't. What are you talking about? Like, there's like Jewel, oh, or, yeah. you know, whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Kroger, okay. Publix, wherever the fuck you are. You have different things that are like All Jewel right, to Bezos.
0: us. All right, Bezos. All right,
1: Bezos. But he's saying like, oh, I, I'm not oversaturating the market by doing this. Hmm. So when <laughs> Eck is coming up saying, oh, I, you know, I don't have a monopoly because... You know, you can go on, you know, these other sites or they can do other releases or, you know, they can just be on Bandcamp, which we all know Bandcamp has been doing the absolute most that they can by doing mm-hmm. Bandcamp Fridays once uh, the first Friday of every month. And we'll they'll still be doing that to the end of the year, um, where all the money made that day, um, Bandcamp doesn't take any service fees out. So mm-hmm. all that money, so say it's twenty bucks for a shirt the that artist band gets that hunt like a hundred percent of the twenty dollars. They don't get like say like fifteen dollars taken out of a service, mm-hmm. of, of a service charge from Bandcamp. So and then now I've also seen a lot of arguments too of okay if you know everyone uses Spotify. You know, we play pay whatever flat fee that we pay. If you're a student you pay the five buck one. If you're on the family plan, you pay like fifteen bucks or if you have like the new spousal plan, I think it's like mm-hmm. twenty bucks or something. I don't remember it's how like much. It's like twelve
0: it is. or something. It's like
1: yeah, yeah, it's it's relatively cheap. And then again, you get access to like this entire catalog mm-hmm. of all these different artists, and some of these artists are people you've never heard of. And you also get access to like podcasts too, mm-hmm. and all these other different things that if you were to buy individually, obviously would add up way more then you know 15 or 20 or whatever you're spending per month for spotify Mm -hmm. and when we look at x saying hey i want you to be putting out extra music out every year it's kind of egregious to say because i'm not sure if X has ever been a musician in his life i'm not a musician (laughs) i'm definitely not not. (laughs) i'm not a musician i can't play things or sing for shit so like I don't know that end. I know the music business end and that's why I got into it. Cause I can't do anything musically actually. But when you look at, <laughs> right. you know, the, the cost percentage of it too, it's like, okay, if I am a artist musician and I'm putting out say one record every three years, that's money to be raised to pay for equipment for possibly touring for promotional use for management reputation. If you're not, You know, you can be DIY, but the biggest thing that we've always been told and it's probably the best idea to do is you should always have a separate manager to represent you. Because if Hmm. you're doing everything on your own, you're going to fuck up more often than (laughs) not countless times over. It's the
0: learning process, man.
1: I know it's a learning experience, but it's stressful. (laughs) Well, yeah. but, But more often than not, that's what you have to do. Like there's a lot of like, you know if you ran a business, you would say, Hey, I made a thousand dollars on this Spotify stream. Hypothetically, obviously we Mm. know a lot of people are not making that much money out of the Spotify (laughs) streams as we've seen all over Twitter. Right. But say you make a thousand dollars. Okay. Now you have to subtract, you know, hosting costs. You have to subtract, you know, what are you paying your manager? What are, what do you have to pay? Like the band, you know, how do you split it? How do you pay for your graphics for, you know, promotional and whatever it is, then mm. how much do you have at the end of the day anyway? So kind of saying that and then saying, put it on my platform where I'm not going to, I'm going to pay literally fucking peanuts unless you are like the world's biggest fucking band, you know, cause I'm pretty sure the Beatles, they probably make a good amount of money. Probably not as much as they make from, you know, other sponsorships, whatever the fuck they uh, do.
0: Just remember where that money is going. When the Beatles have a stream, remember where that's going. Sir it goes to Michael Jackson. He bought the Beatles just like entire catalog.
1: Oh, I was unaware of that.
0: <laughs> I think I'm, I'm going to put that out on the podcast and I'm going to hope that I'm correct about it. And I could be completely fucking wrong, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure I'm right. Also, Nina. Hi, I'm hoping yeah, hello, that, um, <laughs> I'm hoping that you don't like, like you might actually have some good insight in the chat because, uh, I, I have some pretty strong opinions. um, And I'm not a hundred percent sure if like I, I come to this as a musician, I have played music. I've studied the music industry. Now, to be fair, I did this eight years ago when I was in a band. So like eight years is a long time in music. It's a long time with music industry. Like Spotify was just starting. It was still like, how do I get my music personally on Apple music? And am I willing to do that? to make no money on it. So we only were able to really put anything on band, uh, Bandcamp really. And we just did everything as a pay whatever you want thing. Cause it was like, that's, that's not where we're going to make money. Um, my theory has always been that, uh, since Napster was created, since Napster came out and allowed people to find a way through the internet to get music for free, the cost of music dropped to zero. So everybody knows how they can get music. They knew somebody who could get music for them, or they did it themselves. And they decided that music is a free commodity of... Uh, we're getting told that Sony may have bought it from the Jackson estate. I'm okay with that. But I'm like, hmm, interesting. Think about that when you're streaming the Beatles, guys. Um, it's it's uh, it, As a commodity, we pay $0 for it. Uh, the iTunes store tried to change that it wasn't really doing much. Uh, There were a lot of bands. I remember on Warped Tour who were just like, we don't really care how you listen to our music. I remember Thursday was really like all about this. Thursday was like, we really don't care how you hear our music. As long as you're listening, as long as you're coming to our shows, it's fine. We're fine with that. He also said this as he was working at an Urban Outfitters when he wasn't on tour. So it's like, okay, like there's a balance there, you know? You got to also have a job that pays your bills because the amount of money you're making off of just making music and releasing it is now like completely negligible. So with the invention of things like Spotify, Apple Music, uh, Pandora, I guess, I don't know, Trapped is making a lot of money on yes, Pandora. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> that's a thing, I guess. Um, there's all of these these services that are that are charging a bit of money and at least giving them something. Um, I do think that there is a certain amount of money that you can charge somebody for those services. And if you go above that, it is less likely that someone is going to pay that cost because as like, we still can get it for free, it's still very possible to get music for free. Uh, even just YouTube is free. You can go watch music on YouTube, music videos, listen to their songs for free on YouTube on demand with an ad here or there, but like it's still free and it's still choice. Uh, also Nina, I want to read what you wrote in chat, trapped. I mean, not trapped. <laughs> and
1: I, and I see the other part too. What?
0: Yeah. Um, I think a lot of people forget that starting a band is an investment like any other business. We can't expect to make money from every venture we take. Hard pill to swallow that we just have to play the game of streaming. Yeah, so, and this is where I want to kind of get within this argument, is like, um, there is, it, that is the industry. If the industry has decided that music is free, if the, if the industry has decided that, uh, uh, not the industry, I shouldn't say it that way, consumers have decided that they are not willing to spend money on music, they are not willing to spend a certain amount of money i i i think that the reason that spotify and apple music are doing well is because people are like i will pay 10 dollars a month to have unlimited music and everybody's like this is the compromise this this makes it like i don't have to buy a record for 12 bucks i don't have to buy a record on itunes for 10 dollars i can i can buy all music for a month for 10 dollars which is like like to 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 a normal person who has a job it's like $10 is like that's that's worth it that's worth it to me if streamer if streaming a song pays an artist very 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 little money which is what artists are saying um, if, of course uh, you're not going to see a lot of money from streaming if it's only $10 you would have to raise that price for how much you're charging consumers to pay out the artist or the person you're streaming more money which is not unrealistic to do but you're asking people who run a business to change their business model where they're making a lot of money to benefit people who are making a lot less money doing all the work for it which you know capitalism uh (laughs) (laughs) um also mentioning in the chat you don't have to chance some random virus on my computer uh yeah, man, LimeWire fucked up my shit when I was a kid.
1: Yeah, I I lived and died by LimeWire. As soon as it came out, my dad's like, "All right, let's learn how to not get a virus on here." Yeah, like,
0: cool. No, I'm not doing that. I'm getting, I'm taking the chance on the virus for uh, Creed underscore with underscore arms oh, underscore Christ. wide
1: <laughs> dot MP3. You mean I, I definitely found like the Evanescence like demo. Hell before, yes, like, dude,
0: dude. Dude,
1: I, I found like it, unreleased Evanescence songs. It was, the, songs. Demo. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah, the demo of the song too. Imaginary, and I cannot find it anywhere. Yeah. And that is my favorite fucking Evanescence song. I there lived was, or died by that in middle school.
0: Thanks for coming by, Nina. Thanks Thank for you, thanks Nina. for giving us some uh, some thoughts too. Dude, Evanescence I'm glad is so you good. love Evanescence. Evanescence too. is so good. <laughs> Uh thanks for coming by, Nina. Appreciate your insight. Uh also we'll 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 tell you some more information about this. I would love to hear your take on it, being that you work with bands currently, because I love to say I'd love to see how you think about this. So we'll be in touch because I want to get your thoughts on this. Um yeah, so I uh also got um their they had an unreleased song. And it was like making the rounds. It was like uh from a from a CD that they like gave to people like at their original oh. shows. And it was a song that Amy Lee wrote for, I think it's called For You. And she like yes. wrote it. Yeah. I she remember, like wrote it yes. for Ben Moody. Uh and she was like, I don't want people hearing this song. Like, if you find it, like, delete it. Like, I, I really don't want people to hear the song. And I'm like.
1: But I gotta not, do it to it. I just need yeah, to know.
0: Yeah, I'm not. Know. I'm not doing it. I'm like, I kept it. I have it. It's like, no, it's <laughs> it's fine. I probably still have it, like on some like mix CD, like somewhere. In my old shit at my uh, my parents' house. But um, that is neither here nor there on the topic of streaming music. But it is like, like growing up in a society where you are like music costs nothing, is going to you know it, it, it improperly affect the artists. Right. And I think that we now have assumed that this is the way we do business. That is the compromise. And the business person of Daniel Eck, the runner, the the company runner is like, yeah, of course, I want more people on my platform. Uh, his argument would also be, yeah, I, I I can't imagine that they would say I make too much money on my platform. Like, oh, yeah, you don't. Oh, you make too much money? Oh, we'll gladly bring that amount down. No one's ever going to say that because that's that's f- uh, firmly unrealistic. <laughs> like, oh, man, uh, have you ever gone to your boss and said, no, I actually don't want that increase? Or like, have you ever responded like how much you're like, like when they ask you like your yearly survey and they're like, how do you feel about your job? How do you feel about working here? And you're like, oh, man, I feel great about the amount of money that I'm making. Never. I you would that's never do that. For
1: people who have ever had a salary in their life i've never had that it's working at like major worker.
0: companies like uh, major companies want that that uh that feedback from their employees because obviously they have to they have oh, like yeah. you know hundreds of employees and they're like we have to take all of that and then like we put it yeah, in a pool most, and you the say most this I is I what got doing. Asked
1: was one day passive like passively in the hallway one of the <laughs> was just like hey do you like working here and I was oh like, god
0: not a survey a, that's I'm not like, a gotta, survey i
1: gotta go because we gotta go to an event <laughs> like this isn't the time for this no that
0: is not a survey that is the, that is bringing no benefit to anybody um he
1: does, he does know everyone's zodiac sign and horoscope though so that's there's,
0: even there's less a- that's even less of a <laughs> of an effective survey um but you would never respond and say yeah i'm making enough money like you you would never do that. It doesn't benefit you economically to ever say to somebody, yeah, I'm definitely getting paid exactly what I want. I want no more money. I want to receive nothing else monetarily than what I'm making right now because that's stupid as fuck. So like, I'm not saying that artists are making enough. I'm just saying that it's very hard to completely say within the structure of the music industry as it is to say that they are or are not making money, uh, enough money. Um, I certainly think that record labels as the still main function of how the music industry operates is the big problem here. Like that is the, the, the issue is having record labels as someone that puts your records on Spotify, takes a cut of your money that you're streaming from Spotify, takes a cut of your merch, takes a cut of your, your touring, I think that that is a way bigger issue than, uh, than worrying about how much money you're making from streams. If the industry is so focused on how artists are making their money in those ways, I guess.
1: Well, like we looked at that stereogum gum article that you had um, linked mm-hmm. to us or like link to me earlier. I'll link it in the, uh, the
0: episode notes as well. Yeah, so you can check it out for so you yourself. Check,
1: everyone else can check it out. <laughs> it
0: definitely does not agree with, uh daniel eck so just just keep that in mind this article is not positive on this subject so oh, yeah, no. it,
1: but it does show like you know both sides of the argument yeah, so car seat yeah, yeah. rest is a band that makes like minimum is like a seven minute song minimum on most of their <laughs> albums it's really good i swear i love car seat i'm just letting you know what you're getting i know into you've recommended you them before up.
0: i'll have to listen There's to them now because they're mentioned
1: <laughs> um but the, they were saying that oh we have made more money from streams when they were independent so they originally on matador records which is mm. also under like queens with uh like queens of the stone age and lucy dacus so kind of like bigger like indie names i guess queens of stone age is considered indie now don't know <laughs> what? but okay they feel they don't feel know. major <laughs> they feel, feel a major. major yeah i don't know i mean You know, Josh Homme, he kicked that photographer in the face. He's getting a divorce from Brody Daly. You know, I don't know. Ah. Maybe they've just kind of, you know, readjusted their level there. Maybe. uh, In (laughs) their genre levels. But they, but Carsey Headrest is kind of pointing out something that's really interesting here. By saying if you are kind of like DIY on your own independent, you know, self as a label, basically. Mm -hmm. And you're releasing it on your own then yeah you're gonna get a lot more money back because it's going back into your pocket but it's also taking a lot out of your own personal pocket too that Mm -hmm. a lot of people really need to like recognize and realize because it is like nina said in our chat and like we mentioned earlier it's literally running your own business it's like running you know if you had a normal like you opened a small business and like you know, Chicago or whatever, it would Mm -hmm. be the same thing. You have to take into account, like, you know, the costs, you know, you obviously don't really have an overhead unless like, you know, you factor in like your house or wherever you live. I don't know the tax things on that. Don't ask me. (laughs) I go to a tax guy for everything. Good. Can't do math. (laughs) So (laughs) when you have these things, you have to kind of realize like, you know, I could be an independent musician and put out music on my own accord multiple times a year. I mean, look at fucking King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. They put out like 13 I can't fucking even say albums that. in one <laughs> in one whole ass year. And guess what? I don't know if all of them hit. I'm not listening to 10 fucking albums by King Gizzard and the <laughs> Lizard Wizard. That's a special type of person that is.
0: That's
1: I have a, a lot type. of friends who have. They are very special people. Um <laughs> So they can be more of a testament that if they're good or not, but because they're doing it independently and they did it so frequently, one, they kind of made a name for themselves for being so completely ridiculous by doing this, hmm. but also, you know, they were playing sold-out shows, at least here in Chicago. I think the last sold-out show they had was at the Riv, if uh, I'm not mistaken. Concord or
0: Riv or something, yeah.
1: Yeah, but a fairly big, like, mid-sized venue here mm-hmm. in the city of Chicago for us. Um, so... And I know there's like so many fucking people in that band. So then you also have to split things that way too, but you have, you know, all that money going directly towards them. I don't know if they have management. Um, most likely they do, because I don't know if I would necessarily trust thirteen people or ten people, however many <laughs> people are in that band to like handle that. I can't get
0: fucking four people in a room together, let alone <laughs> let alone thirteen. I don't know how Slipknot did it. There must have been fucking nothing going on in Iowa to get that many people in a room to practice. What do
1: you expect? But like, I don't know. Corn and that's it. (sighs)
0: Fucking corn. Um, I would assume that like most artists have management. And when you're talking about overhead, I would assume like that's part of it. Even if you're DIY, you would want somebody as like a manager somebody involved in the production of your band to help you do the things that your band can't do. Um, I also just coming from being in bands and knowing how people operate is like, yeah, people can't like fucking do shit. Like people don't do shit. (laughs) Like it's, it's, it's just, it's just a fact of the thing. Is like, if you're an artist, and you want to be an artist, that is what you want to do. A record label says to you, we'll take that all off your hands of all the other shit. You can literally just create. Your job now is just to make the music that you want to make. And the record label then takes a bunch of money out of you or that you are earning because you are doing the work. They are providing you with like cash up front. They're providing you with the means to do the things they're providing you with a team of people to do things like graphic design, uh, promo, uh, booking. They're, they're providing you with these sources to get on these things and that's important. But we are now in an internet age where all of that is possibly done independently. If you are making connections and you're making networks and you're doing the work on your own, you can do it. I, I, I hate to agree with, uh, I hate to disagree with this article that we're referencing because they do kind of sarcastically mention that uh, that Eck is saying that artists are lazy uh, because of making music. And I don't necessarily want to agree with the point that, like, yeah, they are lazy. But like, in a way, there is some laziness there of doing the research and the work to get to know all of the parts that it takes to be DIY. So this money is just straight up coming to you. And also finding out that these these, these streams of income aren't all going to be from streaming. It's going to be from shows. It's going to be from merch. It's going to be from all this stuff. And if you are getting all of the money from that and you keep your overhead low and you do the work and you, you produce this stuff on your own, you can do it. It may not be – you may not be the biggest artist all of a sudden. You may not blow up overnight. You may not get your music your music videos like promoted. You may not get all your shit where in front of all these eyes – but you get to keep all the fucking money and in a way like if you want to make it your career that's way more important than fame it's way more important than signing to a label like you get to own your shit seems pretty pretty good
1: (laughs) i think the biggest thing too is um what it's come to be in the last like year i feel is that there's been a lot of record labels like smaller record labels for the most part that are been like getting called out because of the contracts that they have also been having these artists sign when they come Mm. on. One of the bigger ones that I remember was tiny engines. Um, The artist's adult mom had called them out saying that they hadn't gotten paid anything and they Mm. wanted to own their masters. And there was a lot of basically like contractual legal jargon that one wasn't being properly followed through on and two also not clearly defined, which Mm. We all kind of know in a sense of like, you know, when it comes to legal and contracts, you always should have like somebody who's like a lawyer who has more you knowledge You need a that, lawyer to look over that shit. Look it over to like explain it to you because yeah. people go to law school for, you know, a couple of years for this and like go through really rigorous testing to make sure that like they can represent whatever <laughs> it is.
0: People go through that shit just so they can learn how to fuck you. Like people, Literally. people learn that shit because, and, it and, and people say, oh, it's just standard stuff. Fuck that. The standard is, can be bad. The standard can also be terrible. <laughs> like you need somebody who's fighting for you when you're signing these contracts. And it's, it's, I want to have empathy for these, for these people that have bad contracts, but it's like, oh man, but why did you sign it?
1: <laughs> I think there was a, there was a big like hot tip to on twitter and i Hot will tip. have to look for who the person was who tweeted out. but they were like hey for bands signing contracts before you sign that contract look at the roster and see and ask the bands and say how is it working with them and ask like people who aren't on label anymore be like hey why did you leave like how was it working with them for the last however many years you were with them how was your release cycle blah 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 mm-hmm. before you sign it and A lot of people like where we're tweeting and replying are like, oh, I never would have thought of doing that. It's like the simplest thing to do. (laughs) And also back to the lawyer thing. If you say to somebody like during a record label meeting, you're like, oh, they're like, oh, here, sign this contract. And you're like, oh, I need to read it and have like my lawyer look over at it. This is in any situation, anywhere you go, if they seem hesitant or they're like trying to force you to sign it, it's probably like bad vibes. Don't, Don't sign that shit. Do not sign it and make sure you have somebody look over it then because if all of a sudden you're like, oh, never mind. Be like, okay, I probably dodged a bullet here. That If
0: the, if the contract can go yes away anything, that quickly, yes anything. yeah, if, if you're going to lose something that quickly because you need a little bit more time to have somebody professionally look over it and give you advice based on that, then the contract isn't good in the first place. If the contract is good, it can also be good a few days later. It can also, if it can stand the test of that time, I guess is what you'd say. And the
1: other thing is, too, is if you have, if you're able to not have like that weird shit go down with, you know, a label or whomever, and you have a <laughs> lawyer look over at it, they can be like, oh, hey, you should be, they'll give you the advice. Cause first of all, you're paying them to look it over. Second of all, they're representing Overhead. you. So they'll say, hey, um, they want to take 20 or 30 percent of your album earnings Mm -hmm. we can negotiate that and give them only 15 and you know you move shit around and you negotiate Mm -hmm. which I have found to be sometimes it's really difficult for people because obviously you want to like get in to just do it especially like when it comes to jobs too this is like a huge thing oh
0: my god Um, yeah
1: and there's not a lot of like conversation about it to begin with but if you are like an artist especially and you are doing these things I know there's kind of like both sides of the spectrum. I have seen some other indie labels during this whole like Twitter, social media debate about our contracts. Good. Our contracts, bad with record labels. It is more often than not better to have a contract for the sake of let's equate it to, Hey, you got married and you got a prenup, but then like (laughs) five years later you divorce. And it's like, Oh fuck.
0: It protects you.
1: What happens? It protects you in the long run, but you know, (laughs) everyone involved needs to be very yeah, savvy. To, it's like, not a bad thing if it doesn't things. fuck you. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. maybe it'll fuck you a little bit, but would you rather have a little bit of fuck or a lot of fuck? <laughs> and in this that situation, it's the lesser it, one. Sure. And the in this situation, it's a lesser.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's how I would put it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. So, uh, I think the last part I want to get to here with the Spotify thing. Um, so we've talked about how. He's saying they need to release more music. Artists are saying we're not getting paid enough and now you want us to make more product for you. Uh, we ha- we are forced to use your platform because you have this monopoly over streaming. We have to have our stuff on every platform. You want us to work harder for you. You're not paying us enough to work that hard for you. We don't give a shit about your platform. We just want people to hear our music. Uh, and also that labels are bad and they are taking a lot of per percentage of the money that they're making off of these streaming Uh, platforms and it might be possible to make money if you are independent and you are a big enough artist on those platforms. Uh, The part of this that I want to also hit on is that uh, his argument that they should be releasing more music more often is a really good fucking point. Like there, and and he's saying albums, right? So he's, he's speaking to the, the, the content that you should be putting out on this platform is album based. And albums have traditionally, uh, it's kind of fluctuated. You know, you'd have an album that's like 13, 14 songs. Uh, I think that's kind of where you get the idea that like a song is worth a dollar. It's like 99 cents for a song. Like there's there's about 12 bucks for an album. There's about 12 songs on it, right? Uh, he's he's saying this with the expectation, I think, that artists can release an album, meaning it can be whatever. Like you can do five songs. You don't have to call it an EP. You can call it an album. You can like, it's, it's, it feels to me like you can kind of do whatever because all the rules don't really fucking matter. The rules are made up by record labels. The rules are made up by uh, the people who are just perpetuating the history of how these, this industry has, has acted for fucking ever, which has only benefited uh, I guess the people would say like fat cats sitting in their high towers, like reaping all the benefits of all these artists, just going out and making making music and making money for them. So the the argument from a lot of artists has been that you want us to continually create subpar art because you want to make more money off of us. And that is the, that is the argument here. And I really don't understand that argument personally. Uh, but I am arguing this from an economic standpoint. So That might be.
1: I think the big thing is, too, is that when you really look at it, when you look at like larger name artists and bands like, you know, Rihanna or Katy Perry, for example, they don't make a lot of their money from like tours. No, they make a lot of their money from sponsorships. Yeah. And that's something that's not really talked about a lot. They have a lot of different
0: income income sources.
1: Exactly. They're not relying on music. Music is like the least is like if you had a list. Like, music would be, like, near the bottom of how much money they actually get from that. They get so much more money by other sponsorships and, like, being brand ambassadors or, like, you know... Doing releasing your own company, Fenty, shit.
0: and shit like right. that. Right,
1: and that's where being you make the voice. a lot of the money. The that's, why, that's where you have, like, million-dollar, you know, people. Yeah, you're not... That, that's re- that's realistically how you become that famous yeah. and rich if you are an artist. If you are, like kind of like a pitchfork size band which is cool that's obviously awesome cool unless like you, uh, you get could... these big brand sponsorships like sick van sponsors you they give you free kicks sick i love that too but they're not going to give you anything that's like super monetary that's like no. oh my god they're going to give me like a hundred thousand dollars i got unless a couple you are, shoes. like a really <laughs> huge band you know or something like that you have to look at like the mainstream consumerism yeah and then we look at you know the indie diy culture that's like you know we're not going to sell out it's like okay you pick your voice at at (laughs) a certain point and you realize like do i want to do this route or do i want to do this route i mean obviously not a lot of bands and artists will get to that point it is kind of like that diamond in the rough the one in a million has always been Mm -hmm. but if you come to that point and you're faced with do i say diy or die or do i sell out and make you know make? millions of dollars doing what i love to do and then i get sponsorships by going on a commercial and being like look at this buy it okay bye and then you you, you had, pocket all that money
0: he's had a prop there for just that purpose it's, just a, it's
1: a book hello go buy this book yeah it's it, book. It, it like
0: there is not one job and, and i guess you could even say that like in in 2020 especially being that we can't do shows and like you're not making any money off touring right now hate it, but it's just a fact of life right now. Um I guess you could consider it because it's internet music streaming. You do kind of work on the internet. Your job is part of the internet culture. So in that if you look at other internet uh uh, employees, I don't know if you'd say it that way, but like YouTubers, streamers, um, everyone will tell you like the money that they make from the actual thing that they're doing is not really where they're getting the majority of their money from. It's all a vehicle to the other shit. Like Rihanna gets popular from making music. She's not making the money from the music, but she's using the popularity to do other stuff, whether that's making her own companies, whether that's selling products for other people, influencing on social media, whatever it is like your, your, your income sources have to be diversified no matter what, because yeah, as a musician, your your job is making music, but that's to get to the other stuff. And I think this is where a lot of musicians miss it. And this is like where you see a lot of older musicians, especially coming into the argument, is like, yeah, you're not paying me anything for the music I make. It's like, yeah, because nobody wants to fucking pay you for the music anymore. And you haven't like said you haven't said anything about what you're going to do because everybody is not doing that anymore. You're just like, ah, why couldn't it just be the way it used to be? I don't know because we're not doing shit the old way anymore. Have you seen the kids on the streets?
1: (laughs) The other thing is exactly. The other thing is too, is that this was like, this has forever been like such a long argument was when we had like Napster and LimeWire, you had so much accessibility to music and people who didn't have that accessibility to music before AKA money to buy that yep. music yep. could access it. So now if there's somebody who's like, I can't afford to buy, you know, even like, you know, a bunch of like local band CDs that are maybe five bucks a month. Cause if you like, say like five local bands, you know, that's $25. And then you're like, OK, but can I afford that out of my income? Whereas, like, say they're a student, they're like, well, I can afford five dollars a month on Spotify and I get all this music that I yeah. can find out. And then if I'm able to, I can go and purchase their merchandise or vinyl or whatever on my own accord when I can't afford it. But now I under I know of these bands, so they're giving them, you know, more fanfare. And they're also like, well, streams, obviously, as we said multiple times, doesn't give you that much money it's still adding to their popularity and growth as an artist and band. So that's different value in it. Right. And that's another thing, you know, and I, I have started to see some artists and bands come out and say, just fuck it. Just download my music. Anyway. I don't care if I get paid anymore from streaming. Yeah. And I think that maybe that's what we might have to go back into doing. It's kind of like history repeating itself because we have these new tech giants coming out and they're trying to do the same thing again over and over again but just with newer tech basically mm-hmm. and we're like okay well I want the cheapest options because capitalism we because can't afford capitalism. that much um, but we still want the ability to discover things at you know at our will so that's going to be what it ends up being really yeah. at the end of the day regardless of it if a lot of people like it or if a lot of people not because you can you know hypothetically speaking make other separate streaming services that are free like pandora you know you don't have to pay for unlimited you can just stream but it mixes up artists that you like you can't be like oh i want to listen to like the entire mcr discography but i want to listen from like the album straight through it's gonna be like oh you like mcr you probably like panic at the disco so you're not gonna get the same thing and You do.
0: and you do like them
1: you do. You most. definitely you do. do. You probably fucking do. I don't, I don't know anyone who doesn't. It's like it's that's you know, a that's a double that's correlates. a double whammy there.
0: It's a correlation. Um, but yeah, to summarize this thing, I do believe that artists should be considering releasing more music because your your job as an artist is not to release music to get paid from the music. Your job as an artist is to release art and use that in order to make money through other methods. Uh, that is what the economy of the music industry has said is going to happen, whether you like it or not. Um, we There's a lot of time and evidence of this. Um, so I, th- I I definitely do not disagree with Daniel Eck for what he said. I do believe that he is the wrong messenger for the information because he directly benefits from what he's saying, uh, what he's asking for artists to do. And I do believe that, we need to consider the messenger when we're hearing a message. But I would say, yeah, you, you as an artist, you should be releasing music way, 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 way more often, especially new artists. You should be releasing whether it's singles, whether it's EPs, whether it's like a few songs here or there. You should be making music videos. You should be releasing all of your songs with some sort of visual on YouTube. Uh, you should have your stuff on every streaming platform and then just fucking promote it. And send people there to listen to it so that they like your music and they come to your shows and then start to reach out to people you can network with and do it all on your own. And if somebody comes to you with a contract, fuck that contract, fuck that contract. (laughs) Do you have any final thoughts on this, on this topic? I
1: I think you summarized it up. pretty
0: well. I guess it wasn't really much of a debate because we, we, we kind of land in the same camp on this one, but yeah. uh, Yeah. Start a podcast like if you're in a band start a podcast
1: because I mean, everybody's doing it yeah i mean mark hoppus and the dude from jimmy e world and ben gibbard they started a podcast <laughs> you Be don't like even them. know his
0: name his name is jim adkins is it yeah oh jim adkins from jimmy e world it's jimmy e world there was listen
1: a... the one time i saw him at press at riot fest i looked at him and i was like whose dad is that and then i saw him on stage i was like oh <laughs> oh that's emo dad oh it's our it's our dad that's, that's <laughs> So E-News has, first of all, been around for like 29 fucking years, which I just thought I it, it existed forever minds. and was just going to be there. Uh, <laughs> what sucks is that they officially have canceled E-News after 29 <laughs> years. And why is that? It's because coronavirus and there is absolutely no entertainment news going on, which is truly mind-blowingly shocking, So especially it- because there's been so like, I mean, I guess TMZ is still up and running, but E-News is not. <laughs>
0: So it's not because Panic at the Disco finally sued them for the exclamation point.
1: No, I don't think so. Because technically, I think they did it first.
0: Just keep moving. Past. No, twenty-nine years. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> twenty-nine I would guess. whole years. I mean, Brendan Urie's barely even twenty-nine years old. <laughs> Fucking young ass. He's like a year, uh, a year younger than I am, and it
1: yeah, ruins my life. Yeah, E News has been around for longer than I've been alive. So yeah. there's that um uh. <laughs> but they're not gonna be fully gone it looks like they're still gonna keep like their online site to like update whatever they want to update um and then they're also gonna have their shows pop of the morning, and the morning in the you. room um oh actually sorry those two are gonna be shelled and they've only been <laughs> on for seven months um so that's always a bad sign <laughs> when new programming goes completely down the drain and canceled
0: yeah <laughs>
1: And then, but they will have the daily and nightly pop on um, online every week. So you'll still get some updates and I've like tuned past the channel and they have like, Oh, here's, and I've seen what they have done recently because of coronavirus. They have their hosts like doing like, you know, zoom calls essentially being like, Hey, this is what's going on. Or they do like (laughs) quick, like one minute updates, like zoom updates, basically of whatever news they find, but. I mean, even myself who, you know, we were doing those um, news broadcast updates and one I was, I'm very tired. I have a lot <laughs> of things going on. I'm very tired. It is a lot to produce. It's on a your lot own. of
0: work. Yeah, It's a lot of work to do it, do it, it but, but also like it.
1: there is not a lot of music news to pull off from or even entertainment news in general to really pull out anymore. Because there's nothing going on, and a lot of celebrities too. That's like, you know, it's bad to say, but paparazzi would like lurk around and be like, "Oh my god! Like, look at this these shoes that like Adele wore, or some crazy shit like that." Yeah, like that's what E News basically was. It was gossip TV, celebrity it's, gossip it, and TV. Like, so yeah,
0: exactly. That's what I was thinking. Is like, well, how is there no gossip? And it's like because nobody's outside. Like the gossip's happening in the privacy of own homes, and like no one is like. I mean, I think a lot of celebrities abuse how the paparazzi uh, approach them and they use that as a way to promote themselves uh, as artists. I don't think that that is unheard of and unrealistic to expect that celebrities would do. But obviously the media now doesn't have anything to report on because they're not at the places where the media is. So it's kind of like And I mean,
1: E! News has like a partnership with the Kardashians because they have Keeping Up with the Kardashians on their station. And like, you can only report so fucking much about them and Kanye.
0: I'm... I mean, first of all, you can report a lot about Kanye right now, but yeah, uh, yeah certainly there's not there. Like, if nobody's out doing anything. And your entire shit is, Hey, this person is out doing this shit. Like, I don't, I'm, I guess I'm kind of surprised, but I know that there's like a lot of people that are doing so many things. I think, um, entertainment weekly has been having a lot of like table reads. They've been having reunions of old shows, old movies. They had the Scott Pilgrim one, which was awesome. Uh, it's really entertaining. So like there are entertainment websites that are doing some things, uh, movies are obviously coming out on platforms. They can report on the movies. They can interview the people for that. So I guess I was a little surprised that E! News was like, we, can- <laughs> we got nothing. We can't think of anything to talk about. It's like, but there's... I'm turning around in my seat to point well, at the empty wall behind in me. In like, the last things. like
1: probably like eight to ten years, E-News did try to kind of not fully pull like a CNN, but they tried to like extend their new like their E-News segment programming for like hours at times instead of doing it like hours. here's in the morning, here's like, you know, a 45 minute like a traditional news update that you see on like normal TV. It'd be like, OK, mm-hmm. 45 minutes in the morning, in the afternoon and then at night they tried to expand it to where they were having, like, different, new, like, whatever, like, fashion news or, like, baby news. And they would try to plot it out throughout the entire day. I think they overextended wow. themselves with
0: 24-hour it. entertainment news is I, the stupidest-sounding thing to me. It is
1: the stupidest fucking thing. But that's what they tried to do. And, like, not obviously fully 24-7, but, like, a good chunk of the day. And then they would only do, like their premieres at like night you know obviously between seven and eight o'clock whatever they had Mm -hmm. and then they would just do reruns the rest of the time because those are cheap and they already own it so it's just easier to do that programming wise or movies that they have bought the rights to and can run so i think it's just so crazy because it's kind of like the end of an era i grew up like watching Mm e-news and that's kind of like where i got like my love of like i guess it's bad but like celebrity gossip and like entertainment type of stuff gossip right and then like it kind of obviously it's evolved to where we are now but yeah it's kind of like i saw it and i had to like reread it a couple times because i was like it didn't end like that's just <laughs> not a thing that happens Yeah. <laughs> so maybe it'll come back after coronavirus and obviously more shit will start to happen mm-hmm. because you know we're all going to come outside eventually hopefully and then like everyone's going to be like balls to the walls fucking crazy um <sighs> so imagine. that will be a lot of stuff to report on. <laughs>
0: I do, uh, I have this feeling like once I'm not saying quarantine cause we're not in quarantine unless you are sick, then you are in quarantine. We are all just socially distancing and isolating ourselves. So we do not get sick. So again, it's not that quarantine will be lifting, but regulations around, uh, what we need to do to keep people safe and healthy will lift. Um, I have a feeling a lot of this stuff is going to end up coming back. Like, There will be people who want an e-news. It's just that there's nothing for e-news to do now. And I feel like if it's not e-news, it will be somebody. Like you said, TMZ is going to still be around. And and somebody will pick up the slack there once there is news to be found. Um, We'll just have to see who does and how does they do that do what the does. Occur. I said what I said. (laughs) I said what I said. I was like, also like AP News, like, uh, or, uh sorry, Alternative Press News seems just to be running strong. I was about to strong. say, like, I was not like, AP, are we talking about like no, actual press.
1: like AP, when AP I say, News? When I say <laughs>
0: AP, I mean Alternative Press. I do not mean uh, AP News.
1: I have news. to like code switch that in my mind. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Like, that's, all, that's what I use at work. <laughs> sorry.
0: Yeah, I realize. Um. Yeah, Alternative Press. I'm like, Alternative Press is doing shit. And they are like, they are the... I don't know. They're a big, like I'm gonna squeeze as much as I can from this. Like I will juice the shit out of this to get as much information as I can and I will write full articles about this. I will repeat so many things in multiple articles about the exact same topic. like AltPress, press, you are objectively being bad. <laughs>
1: Well, I mean, like our friend um James Chatwell said, like he's they're trying to cater to like so many audiences, but they also have like well whomever they're partnered with, you know. Yeah. So like bands like Water Parks and like the big name bands like obviously MCR and panic at the disco and whomever else. I think Youngblood was on one of the covers. Probably. I'm not sure anymore, but
0: Umbrella Academy was just on the cover and I'm like, what? Yeah.
1: What? Well, what your alternative press, what? Well, gerard way it goes hand in hand but again they have like <laughs> they have stuck more in like the marketing journalism which is kind yeah. of like a whole ethical thing that's a completely other podcast to talk about <laughs>
0: uh, yeah i fucking hate it but i get it and I'm, I'm i'm glad alternative press has lasted this long i wish they could do better work but it is what it is uh so we'll see we'll see how the news comes back about entertainment shit after uh after coronavirus. We want to give some recommendations for new music we've been listening to this week. I unfortunately haven't listened to new music this week. So Lizzie, what have you listened to? Because you're you're my source of inspiration.
1: First off, oh, a big surprise, uh, Korn dropped a new single with uh, Yellow Wolf uh and it is a cover of the devil goes down to georgia and i didn't know what to expect from it it's us. the weirdest thing but it's really good surprisingly um i listened it at work last night and i asked my editor i was like do you know who corn is or was that after your time and they were <laughs> like no i know who corn is and i was like would you like to listen to the single and they were like absolutely not <laughs> But I, I would tell you to listen to it because it's actually very good. I'm not a Korn fan either. Like, I'll listen to maybe Freak on the Leech once every handful of years because I remember it exists.
0: Sure. It's a new metal... Uh, it's new metal night. I don't know.
1: Oh, my God. How you have this? Um, another one is I Don't Know How, but they found me. They dropped uh, a new song called Leave Me Alone and they announced their new album coming out on october 16th which is supposed to be called razzmatazz which is and it's all in capital letters big vibes (laughs) on that um definitely fits with the the brand another one i really like it's from a diy band called pink shift and it's called i'm telling my therapist on you it's like a very (laughs) short fast like kind of old school kind of riot girl post-punk sounding song um, and it's been getting a lot of really good hits too online, like Serial Gum picked it up, super liked it. Um, they're like a brand new band. I think this is, um, their first like couple singles that they have been putting out lately. So they're definitely a band to check out. And then, um, I just saw this earlier today, uh, Scottoon Network is actually premiering, I think like right now at the same time. That we're streaming this on Thursday night. Uh, this band called Kill Lincoln and their new album called Can't Complain. They're on Mutant League Records, and it's basically ska. So definitely, uh, if you're a ska fan, check that out. That because you. Um, you know, go on and do that ska fans. I also Courtney did tell me earlier uh in the week she asked me my opinion and take on the interrupters another good ska band that was actually going to open for the Hello Tour if that were to have happened <laughs> it would happen next week and i'm so upset about it not happening anymore think about it. it's in Don't my calendar so i have to delete it it's so upsetting yeah. but um they did a cover of Billie eilish's bad guy that is in the new season of umbrella Academy that I was unaware of and it is really good. So please also go check that out.
0: Yeah. Our last bit of not really news, but I guess it happened. So it's news. So that's cool news. That's a whole section of what we're calling a section is like news, but not news, but newsy. Um,
1: It's entertainment. This is your new new e-news.
0: Yeah, we're replacing (laughs) e-news. It's also about Spotify. So this is kind of like a combination of stories all in one right here. Um, PewDiePie's fucking Spotify leaked, quote unquote. And people on Twitter were like responding about like a screenshot of his recently played artists. And people were kind of divided on this uh, for just some context because this is how people on Twitter talk because they don't have any fucking context in Twitter. They just talk about what they're fucking seeing on Twitter. Um, PewDiePie has uh PewDiePie is the number one most subscribed to YouTuber. So you probably already know that uh, generally makes like kind of just stupid fucking content. I do like PewDiePie's content. Occasionally I am subscribed. I am watching some of his videos and I did watch his video responding to this earlier today, which is why I wanted to kind of bring it up in the podcast. Cause I'm like, all right, uh, cool. Um, his, uh, his, his top eight artists on his recently played was leaked. That is the exact screenshot we're looking at. Uh, the artists, uh, are in question. Caro Caro Bonito, Sophie, Rina, Sawayama, Slater, arca rico nasty Yves, two more and another one with i can't really it's like numbers and letters and i don't know what they're called so um
1: it's elon musk's child it's elon musk child
0: they're already their first album's out uh
1: happy <laughs> for them
0: archangel is already out um so so people are responding to this on twitter it starts trending and i'm like okay that that in all of itself is just stupid as shit (laughs) like i get that you're like the biggest youtuber but finding your spotify seems to be like a i don't know why it took this long and b it doesn't seem to be like in any way interesting uh but i believe that because pewdiepie has had controversies in the past that people are just assuming that he's a controversial figure still even though He's not Jake Paul. <laughs> like, oh God. Like Jake Paul's in the news every other fucking day. I mean,
1: Jake Paul just had his house he raided just and taken got out, like, by
0: the FBI with
1: so many guns in his house. Yeah. I don't know why Jake Paul has guns in his house. Other than the fact that he is insane uh,
0: because he's a fucking child from Ohio. Like that's why he has guns in his house.
1: Is he this why I don't trust people from Ohio more often than not?
0: Maybe. <laughs> um. <laughs> so, so, Obviously, being a person who has had, uh, who has had controversies, has led to some people responding to this of like, "Well, these are the artists that this problematic person listens to," which is uh, fucking short-sighted and unrealistic to ex- assume based on a screenshot of eight recently played artists from when we don't know how recently. Uh, we also don't know if he listen to one song by all of these recently played artists. This is like, this is like so. Little research into something so People started to go down Like the path And they started to put A lot of things into context They started to Like they showed his account People could go And like, they could check out um, All of All the artists He's been listening to Could go down This rabbit hole of shit I'm literally gonna call this A rabbit hole of shit <laughs> Like um, First of all If you've listened to us recently You know that A lot of these artists Are on 100 Gex's New Remix record So It's possible that they're just a feature because that was one of the records he recently listened to and it had all of these artists on it. Um, You could say that it's like these are features on other songs and Spotify just sees that they're an artist on it. So it says, oh, you recently played a song with this artist, even though it's a feature. Uh, So there's that in like the way Spotify works has been completely forgotten about because people are like, I need to attach meaning here. I need to take meaning from over here. I'm doing a hand single on, on Twitch meaning from over here and a meaning from over here. And they must connect through something through a, through a,
1: There's something,
0: through a nebulous, invisible force that brings these two thoughts together in my brain and all of yours. It must be that, uh, there was one artist I don't know who it is because uh, he he made a response video and he blocked out the name of the person who who tweeted this. But they said, "I just found out PewDiePie listens to my music. Hey PewDiePie, don't listen to my music." And his response was like, "You were a fe- you were probably a feature on one of these songs I listen to. I don't know you. I've never listened to <laughs> your music, so like I'm not listening to your music. I've only heard you because you were on." an artist that I do listen to and he called out some artists that he really likes. Uh, I don't personally know any of them. He did say that he is, he's like, he, he he was saying like, what if it was an artist actually cared about? He's like Radiohead is one of my favorite bands. And so if Radiohead came out and said, Hey, don't listen to my music. He's like, I probably still will because it means a lot to me.
1: Yeah. I've always wondered like what does happen when that does happen because obviously it's usually had been more like what we have seen, like, you know, yeah. Republicans like coming <laughs> up being like, I was going a rage against the machine. It's like, well, buddy,
0: I didn't know. What- <laughs> I got
1: some news for you.
0: She <laughs> <laughs> were they raging against the toaster oven. That's my favorite response to that whole oh, thing. Uh, he, there were, I, I believe some people were going through and they saw problematic artists and said, Oh, PewDiePie listens to P- problematic artists. And it's like, I don't know why we are holding his decision to listen to artists that are on Spotify. (laughs) Like, like we're holding him accountable for these choices that he is able to make because the music is on a public service, something anybody can sign up for. Anybody can listen to any of your music. Uh, That's the, that's the way you've done it. Like that's just what it is. And I find it very strange Uh, comparing it, let's say to Brandon Urey saying, I don't want my music being played at a Trump rally is vastly different because they have to pay for that. They pay licensing for the music to be played at a public event like that. Somebody's already paid to listen to your music if it's on Spotify. So they can do it. They're they're allowed to do that. And you can dislike all types of people that like your music and that's okay, but you're not going to be able to stop them from listening to it as long as it's still on the platform
1: i think the biggest thing is when it comes to problematic artists is when especially if they are problematic because they have had like really bad allegations against them like brand new is like the biggest example and like Mm -hmm. the easiest to kind of just throw out there it would be at the same time like pewdiepie still listens to brand new even though like this has been you know like a resolved scene issue of like we Mm -hmm. don't play them in emo nights we don't listen to them whatever whatever the fuck we decided to do Mm -hmm. and because that's been a thing for years so i feel like if it was something like that people would be like oh you are supporting these people who have been outed as abusers yeah and like you're giving them obviously not a lot of money like we said earlier (laughs) but you're still generating some type of income for them by doing the streams because i do have friends who You know, it was a thing of like, oh, I can't listen to brand new anymore. But like brand new is like one of my favorite bands, not me, Mm -hmm. but like my friends. And they're like, well, I'll still listen to them, but I'll listen to them on like the CDs or the vinyl that I have. But I'm not going to like, you know, buy merch from them. I'm not going to buy like anything new from them directly. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to stream them. I'm just going to whatever I have is what I have. And that's it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the only way you can really do it. And that's it's your personal decision. Of which way you want to go with that you cannot hold somebody else accountable you can only educate them so that they make different choices but you yourself are not going to be able to stop somebody else from doing something that you disagree with you're just going to have to accept that
1: and the thing is too is that spotify does have like a um private option that like Mm -hmm. nobody sees what you do so if like if that's what you want to do he I could guess put do himself that. on
0: that. Yeah, I guess that's yeah. like, that's like something he he probably should consider now. He he already like you know he had his whole thing today. You can watch his video. I'm not gonna link it because he's like the biggest YouTuber. You can probably fucking find him by searching. But like him him talking about like how he feels about this. It's a pretty short video. Uh, he just kind of gets into it and just says how dumb this is. I am like to agree that I think this is dumb. This is not news. This is somebody's personal taste. And it's a it's a celebrity. I mean, he's he's well known. Uh, he is controversial. I don't agree that he should still be considered controversial. He is just he's made some mistakes. He's apologized for them. He's put his money where his mouth is, and he is not continuing to make the same mistakes. I believe that's what we expect of people when they make mistakes, and do not like use their platform to continue doing bad things. Uh, so. I don't know. Maybe uh, complain about Jake Paul's music uh, taste. Um, maybe we should not stream Jake Paul's new song that he just put out.
1: He puts out music?
0: Oh, Jake Paul puts out music. And guess I don't what? I like that. It's generally not very good.
1: Well, I'm t- shocker.
0: I did check out his new song because it's like two minutes long. But it's not It's not like, oh, my God, how good. It's like, oh, I watched it once. Okay. I listened to it. it I just didn't, wanted like, to see what was going on. Yeah, it didn't ruin my day. It was two minutes long, so I'm like, "Ugh, it's not like the worst thing in the world, but certainly it's not something I would ever listen to again." But somebody who is, you know, obviously doing bad shit constantly, over and over and over again. Somebody who was taking advantage of the Black Lives Matter riots to loot a mall in his town and then throwing a bunch of coronavirus. Ignoring parties at his mansion Which then got raided by the FBI Like that Maybe should be the person that we are A little bit more concerned about Than somebody who's like I, I did bad things Before I am not doing them Again I've learned from my mistakes That's that's what we expect of everybody If Jake Paul or some people Like him are learning from their mistakes We should also forgive them it Doesn't seem like that's happening so yeah, You can still hate Jake Paul often.
1: You actually just should actively hate Jake Paul. Like, regardless yeah. at this point.
0: Yeah. The club hates Jake Paul. <laughs> Stand by We're it. We're
1: going to get Jake Paul hate. Could you imagine?
0: I can't. I, I'm fine. You know what? You know what? I think it
1: would be hilarious to an extent because it'd be like, you are attacking us.
0: Yeah. You're proving, <laughs> our, you're proving our fucking point, dude. You're
1: proving <laughs> our point. And then you are just being a disgrace at yeah. the same time.
0: Uh, fucking trash. Okay, that's our episode. Some news. A little less than news. Some important, some for goofs and japes and jokes. Japes uh, and jokes? Yeah, so thank you for listening. Thank you for checking out the podcast again this week. If you enjoyed it, make sure that you are subscribed on all of our channels, on <laughs> uh, Apple Music, on Spotify, on YouTube, on Twitch. Just do all the subscribing. Just go on a subscribe spree. A spree, subspre subscribe. I don't know. Uh, Well, thereby concludes another great episode with me talking perfect English at all times. Let's hear that outro song. Thank you again. As always, every week going forward, maybe a little less sometimes, but at least this time I'm Brian.
1: I'm Lizzie. (laughs) At least most of the time.
0: Most of the time. Well,
1: goodbye.